Welcome back to the No Nonsense Podcast. Today is Tuesday, and we're going to dive into the history of Africville, Nova Scotia. As we've covered in earlier episodes, Black people have lived in Nova Scotia before the province was officially founded. Africville is an important part of the history of Black people in Canada, although it doesn't have the national recognition and protection it deserved. Let's go back to the beginning. Africville was a small, poor neighborhood on the outskirts of Halifax that over many years was systematically destroyed by the city from 1964 to 1970. When Black loyalists came to Canada after fighting in the American Civil War, they settled in communities across Upper Canada, now known as Ontario, Lower Canada, present-day Quebec, and in the Maritimes. Black people started moving into the area as loyalists, newly freed and still enslaved people as well. Because of a little thing called racism, black people were pushed to the margins of Halifax into their own neighborhoods. This was usually the worst land available, rocky, difficult to put housing up, inhospitable land for gardening or planting. Despite this, the black community became very tight-knit. They built schools, stores, and churches. The city of Halifax refused to build many basic amenities that other Halifax citizens got to enjoy, such as sewage, access to clean water, garbage disposal, and paved roads. Africville residences paid taxes and asked the city to provide these basic services many times, but they were never provided. To add insult to injury, city planners installed undesirable developments in and around Africville, including an infectious disease hospital, a slaughterhouse, a prison, and a dump. This is called environmental racism. Believe me, we'll dive right into it in a future episode. In 1964, city planners, using language around human rights, after failing to provide basic services, decided it was better to entirely relocate this community elsewhere without proper consultation or consideration of the needs of the community. The city planned to redevelop this area for industry. For families who had deeds and could prove land ownership, they were offered money for their homes. Many families lived on the land without this documentation, though, being offered only $500. Families had lived here for generations, but it didn't matter. Those who refused to move willingly had their land expropriated by the city and were forced to move anyways. Some families were intimidated and threatened to leave. The community was raised over several years, between 1964 and 1970. Sunday Miller, the former executive director of the Africville Heritage and Trust, shared the following. When people of Africville were here, they were self-sufficient. They might not have had a lot of money, but they weren't on government assistance. They were trying to create a community that the government wasn't willing for them to have. When they took them off this land and forced them to be a ward of the government, which is what happened for those who went into social housing, you took their dignity from them. Understandably, the move was hard for residents who missed their community and homes for generations. White residents, where Black families were relocated, were less than thrilled about their new neighbors. In one case, a white neighbor is reported to have begun a petition opposed to accepting a Black family. Another man, moving from Africville to the neighborhood of Hammond Plains, received a letter threatening to burn his house down if he and his family didn't leave. It was signed, from the white people of Hammond Plains. In the 1980s, an organization was formed called the Africville Genealogy Society. It sought compensation for all of the suffering caused by the destruction of the community. In 2010, 
so only 11 years ago, a settlement was reached and the mayor of Halifax made a public apology for the raising of Africville. Part of the settlement money was used to rebuild Seaview Church, which was a center of the community and now serves as the Africville Museum. Not all residents accepted the funds or apology, though, and are continuing to fight for individual compensation. Some people are still protesting Africville's destruction. Eddie Carvery is a former resident of the area and has been protesting for over 50 years. Over the course of the 50 years, he spent most of it living in a trailer on the community's old site. I'll link more in the show notes so you can hear all about him. Vice did a fantastic article profiling him, which is a little bit older, so I've posted another updated article. Africville is a stark and shameful reminder of Canada's anti-Black racism. This all happened just 50 years ago. We still have a long way to go as a society. But although it's physically gone, the community of Africville and its memory lives on through the museum, but also through many of its former residents and their families. I'll see you on tomorrow's episode.